any person who wants to serve the maker should have in his life that when he sees obstacles, challenges, difficulties coming towards him, it has only one meaning, and it is that you are doing God's will. The evil inclination is a robber, is a thief, a criminal. And he wants to take the precious stuff, the good things that you that you're making, that you're creating. Now, when a person is just like living his life in a in an illusion, his life is fake. So then nothing in his life will be meaningful for the Yitzhah, for the evil inclination to attack him, to fight with him. But when the person dedicates his life to Hashem and any moment of his life is only to honor Hashem, to make Hashem happy, to show the world of Hashem's greatness. So that person became the number one enemy for the evil inclination. The evil inclination is coming to sabotage the world, to destroy, to cover and plaster the world with lies, to erase the true existence of the maker and to show and to pretend as if the world is being controlled by money, by power, by honor, by beauty, by music, by whatever. Um, 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 artificial intelligence, any imagination, any new imagination that the evil inclination is um, creative enough to, to make and uh, and to present it to the world as if it is the new truth, the covering truth, the conquered truth. Um, but when a person is standing up against all that lie and presenting and revealing the truthfulness of the maker's ancient message that the world is simple and the truth is one and that any person has the great potential and possibility to connect from within in a simple way to the maker, then the evil inclination sees that one as its enemy and picks up a fight. So it will try as much as they can to make the person face as many challenges as possible. Therefore, when he's coming to pray, he won't find his Siddur book. He wants to do personal prayer, he won't find the words to pray. He wants to learn some Torah, he will find it the hardest thing of them all to focus and to settle his mind on that learning. Anything that he will try to do, he will never, ever find the power to do it in an easy way without, first of all, breaking the walls of separation, fighting against powers of darkness. But after you break the shell, after you peel the, the covering, then you will enjoy the sweetness of the fruit. And the sweetness is the outcomes of your labor that on Avraham and on Sarah, our ancestors, it's written, et hanefesh asher asu, Beharan, that when they were in a place called Haran, soon we're going to talk about that place, Haran, they made nefesh, they created nefeshot. Now, 
What does it mean? The meaning is that Avraham was converting the men and Sarah was converting the women. So they made out of those shape as human beings souls. They brought souls into those bodies. They met people over there that one moment ago didn't have any purpose, any meaning to their lives. And therefore they were like animals in shapes of human beings, but really did not have any Holy Spirit within them because never knew about the Maker, never heard about Hashem. Now Avraham converted the men, Sarah converted the women, and therefore they made those animals in shapes of human beings to be to become people, to become real people with spirit, with souls. So therefore the verse is saying, that they made spirits to them. And it happened in Haran. Where is Haran? What is Haran all about? Haran is a word that is coming from the deeper meaning of the word Haran. It's a place of judgments. It's a place of anger. They met people that were broken, people that were that were hurt, people that been hurt by society, by their communities, rejected by their families. And they took those broken, angry, upset people. They made those spirits in the bodies of the broken people people who they met as well in times of judgments, in times of crisis, in times of challenges and difficulties. That's why we need to know about ourselves, that when we are facing the challenges, when we are facing the difficulties, there is only one way, and that's up to break those obstacles, to break them to pieces and to climb higher and higher and to reach those diamonds that are waiting for us in the hearts of those people that we're bringing closer to the maker. There is no higher purpose in this lifetime for a person to be busy doing while you're alive except for helping other people to find the truth. And when you are supporting righteous people and you're helping them in their work to bring people closer to the maker, in that you are including yourself in them, in the righteous ones, and you become one with them. And you become like their protection, like their armor. You become their shield. And you can become the defender of the crown of the maker because the righteous people are being called crown to the maker. Tzadikim, they are the crown of the creator because by their actions, the maker is being praised and being known to the world. And his glory that is equal to crown is being revealed and being seen to the world, people can see his kingship, can see his greatness, can see his beauty and power, and therefore they are being called the crown because they are the glow, they are the shine, they are the grace, they are the honor that is walking in front of the camp, that is walking in front of the maker, like the pillar of fire, like the pillar of cloud smoke that was standing in front of the camp and guiding, illuminating their nights and 
pointing them to the right direction during the day. That is the outcome of the effort and work of the righteous people. Therefore, it's written about Aaron, Aharon Kohen, that when he died, the Ananeha Kavod, the clouds of honor, been removed from around the camp of the people of Israel. And when Miriam, the sister of Moshe, died as well, the well that was walking with them, the well that was walking with them disappeared, was gone. And by the merit of Moshe, the clouds of honor and the well came back and kept escorting the people of Israel till the end of their journey in the desert. By the power of the righteous people, we have spiritual powers. We have spiritual powers that will open the path for us, that will allow us to cross the sea in dry land. And if you think that those are legends that took place in the past, if you think to yourself that those were the powers that belonged in the past to the people of Israel, or specifically to Moses, you're completely wrong. The truth is that the blessing is hovering upon us. And in any moment, any person in the world is able to bring down gigantic amounts of purity and holiness. Like Elijah the prophet is saying in his book, Tana de Bieliao, that he forced the heaven and earth to testify, and they are, that it does not matter if that person is a man or a woman, a slave or a free person, a Jewish or a Gentile, only corresponding to the greatness of his actions, the divine spirit will hover upon him, not because of his legacy and not because of his knowledge and not because of his connections and not because of his wealth or power, just because of the pure intention of his heart. And if you do not believe in that, that even the smallest person on earth, the tiniest one, the poorest one of them all, can become the source of light, the source of illumination to the whole world, you don't have enough understanding about the mercy and kindness of the Maker. That is exactly the point that the maker is showing to the whole world that uppers are equal to lowers and that lowers are above the crown, that the ones who are the most poor and most humble, they're the most precious and important in the eyes of Hashem. And that's why the verse is saying, that there will be no one left behind. What does it mean that there will be no one left behind? That the intention of Moshe, when he set the structure of the camp of Israel, was to put few of the tribes ahead for them to stand and open the path, for them to straight the road for the rest of the people, other people from the right side and other from the left side, for them to stand and protect and defend the nation from any kinds of enemies that will attack them from any side. And also he put few of the tribes behind to gather the ones who fell the ones who failed, the one who collapsed, the ones who were the weakest ones of them all. Because on Amalek, the, the damned nation of Amalekites, it's written that they are seeking for the ones 
who fell, for the ones who are weak. He is coming in the tail. He is coming from behind to seek for those ones who fail, for those one who fell. And if we are trying just to remember for a moment that basic teachings that we just gave on the evil inclination intention by attacking the people who are seeking for truth and honesty, who are serving the maker with their heart. The intention of the evil inclination to attack those people is because of their holiness, to achieve the holy sparks that is within them. And he's trying to take what that does not belongs to him because the evil inclination is a thief. He is a robber. And therefore he's trying to take and pick up with those ones that carry the holy cargo of purity, holiness, wisdom, and truth, the innocent ones in their hearts. But because that he cannot confront the righteous ones, the pillars of our nation, the most pure and holy ones that has so much power that the evil inclination is scared and afraid of them, therefore he is attacking the ones who has been damaged, the ones that been hurt, the ones that fell and failed. But if those ones who failed and fell would lose their holiness because of those failures, so the evil inclination, he wouldn't find any purpose, any reason for attacking them. He's not just killing for the satisfaction of killing. He's trying to take the life out of them. He's trying to pick up their treasures, to leave them empty and dying, but to take over their power, their holiness, their attachment to holiness, trying to create a channel for him to be able to suck from deeper layers, holier treasures that are based in the heart of the nation of Israel. Therefore, he is attacking from behind. He is attacking the weakest ones. Therefore, Moshe established the tribes, and especially the tribe of Dan, to be the one that will stand behind. The tribe of Dan was dedicated for that job, that he will help and uplift all the ones who fail, all the ones who failed. So those ones that the verse is saying on them, that there will be no one left behind, are the ones who are still seeking for the truth, even though they fell and failed. So therefore, the commandment is for us never to give up and never to back off, never to say no, and never to not giving ourselves a chance to do tshuva, to atone for your sin, to fix and correct yourself depends in your understanding that the mercy and kindness of the maker has no limits, has no end. And if you're going to follow the judgments of the evil inclination that puts those negative thoughts upon you into your minds to judge yourself and criticize yourself, to hate yourself for who you are, um, low, um, poor, um, weak, I'm stupid, I'm ignorant, I don't have this, I don't have that, I failed so many times, I can't even see, I can't even walk, I can't even speak, I can't even call, I don't even know how to do this, I don't know even how to do that. That is the way that the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, already 
took some of your power, convinced you to look at the defaults of your physicality rather than looking at the greatness of your soul. On Moshe Rabbeinu, it's written that his mouth was heavy, means that he found speaking a very difficult thing. And therefore Hashem told him, I'm going to bring air on your brother and he will be a mouth for you and you will be a God for him. Hashem told him, you will be Elohim for him. Moshe rise to the level of Elohim. Moshe ish ha-Elohim. Moshe the man of God. And Hashem took the people of Israel and called himself. Hashem called himself in a name that is bonding us to him eternally. One of the holy names of the maker is Adonai Elohei Yisrael. It's one name. It's not a sentence, it's not a definition, it's a name. It's one of the written names of the maker of the universe that he called himself after us. Even though it sounds crazy, even though it sounds wild, the truth is that the maker is so humbled that he called himself after his people because there is no king without a nation. Who are you going to be a king for if you don't have a nation? So the king of that nation, the king of Spain, the king of Italy, the king of England is the king of his nation. And with all the differences that must be mentioned, we are blessing the maker of the universe for taking us especially to be the chosen nation for us to represent him in the most humble way that we're able to after knowing all his mercy and all his kindness after following him and walking after him in the desert like he himself in the Torah is testifying on us I remember you walking after me in the desert. Walking in the desert in, an, in a land that in a bare land that is not seeded. The maker of the universe is praising us for our innocence, for our simplicity, for us being so loyal to him and walking after him, fulfilling our destiny taking the right decisions, making the right choices, willingly to sacrifice our lives for him, accepting on ourselves to keep and follow all his commandments, even before we knew what it's all about. I'm asking you, all the believers in the world, the ones who are claiming to hold in, in faith to claiming that they are following the true commandments and keeping the right way of the maker. How did you in the world abandon the 613 mitzvot that are written in the Torah? How in the world you allowed yourself by your false prophets and your false leaders to drop all the wisdom all the holy obligations that the Torah is commanding the people of Israel. How can you not follow the simple Torah, the ancient and Old Testament, the only true testament that there is? How can you not 
turn yourself to the light and listen to the voice of the sages that did only one thing and it is to open up the true meaning of the obligations to share with us from their tradition, from their knowledge, because they were set in an ancient generation where the eyes were still opened and the hearts were still pure, the ears were still open wide to hear the voice of the maker before internet, before phones, before social media, before cars, before smoke, before all darkness that came down to the world in later generations, before the, the pains, before all the wars, before all the exiles, they lived in a pure generation and the heart was still open wide to understand the meaning of the verses and therefore based on their tradition, on our tradition, they opened up the true meaning of the 613 mitzvot and explain to us the true intention of our maker. How do you, people who are claiming to be true believers, abandon the Torah and following foreign books that were written by human beings, by people? How you're not ashamed to do so and to still claim to follow the truth? Only a person who dedicates his life to learn Torah and to learn the books of the sages, the oral Torah will understand eventually the depth of the perfection of the Torah. If you learn Torah in English, you will always gonna stay far from the truth. If you learn Torah in Arabic or in any other language, you are so far. And I'm not here not to downgrade and not to discourage no one, just to, push you and to explain to you that there is much more to learn and there is a holy way, one way, highway that will bring you to the truth. And for that, you need to attach yourself through the language that the Bible was written and given in, and it's Hebrew. The holy language of the Hebrews is the ancient language that Adam and Eve and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and Rivka and Leah and Rachel were talking. We must count on our tradition and on our holy scripts that are revealing and opening to us the true nature of how our souls meant to connect themselves to the maker through which channels if the Torah is obligating the men to put tefillin on his head the power of tefillin no matter how much it will always kept in secret. It will shine in such great light that people will never understand. And if you never put feeling, you will have never understand it. But after putting feeling, you will sense it. If the people of Israel were commanded to, are commanded to keep Shabbat and you're not keeping Shabbat, you will never taste the sweetness of Shabbat and you will never understand what is 
the Shabbat and you can claim and you can talk and you can pretend and you can make shows and lectures and to 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 pretend in any way that that the fruits of your imaginations are blooming to pretend as if you're holding the truth if you don't have a hold in shabbat you don't know what is that main gift and present that we were blessed with and that it's called shabbat the torah is telling us that the people of israel are the husband and the shabbat is the bride in each Shabbat and in each holy day of the holy days of the holy days of Israel based on our tradition in each and every one of those holy days we are connecting our souls like bride and groom to the maker of the universe we and Shabbat are one thing we and the land of Israel are one thing as much as you're talking about your connection to the people of Israel, you are expressing in an honest way your desire. But before that you walked in Yerushalayim, before that you put your hands on the Western Wall, before that you looked up to the sky in the land of Israel, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. There is a different sky here. There is a different land. When you look at the ground, at the soil, you can smell the soil and you can see that it's different. I've been to many states out of the land of Israel in my life. All the lands are dry and dead. They don't hold life. You walk in the states, in United States and in Europe and in Russia and in Arabic lands, you see sandy soil, you see black soil, you see white soil, you see bright brown soil, you see all kinds of weird colors, but red, live, and full of life, soil like the land of Israel with good smell that wakes up dead people to life like you have in Israel, you cannot find in no other place in the world. When you're looking at the sky in the whole world, you look at different sky. Even if you see amazing views and you can see beautiful sunrises and sunsets, when you look up here, you get the feeling like you can pray forever, like there's no end to the amounts of prayer that you can uplift and call the maker the eyes of hashem are on that land from the beginning of the year till the last day of the year on the land he is looking and observing and wondering with his eyes searching for good actions for good deeds for good souls for good people our purpose when we are abroad is to bring people back to the homeland, back to holiness, back to purity, back to their purpose, but never to settle over there. There is nothing out there for the people of Israel. The people of Israel 
belong in the land of Israel, and there is enough space and place here for all. This is an expanding, growing land. The land of Israel is a spiritual land based on a physical location. The power of our maker is with us to conquer the world and to reveal the power of the maker, that he is a maker, that he is a creator, that he is the one that is changing the world as we speak according to his will. And he is able to build you a home in the Holy Land of Israel, and to bring all your loved ones to surround you, and for you all to have a place here in one of the cities, in one of the neighborhoods, in one of the most beautiful, holiest places of them all. And if you stopped dreaming, and if you gave up on the mercy of the Maker, so that's the time for you to stop watching this class and go watch it from the beginning again because you probably missed few of the most important parts that we mentioned in the beginning the reason why we suffer and that we have difficult difficulties in our lives is only because we are precious not because that we've been neglected or forgotten god forbid only because that our purity matters and the evil inclination is trying to get a hold of us for him to satisfy himself and to pull life for himself through us because he does not have no life of his own and he's receiving all his power only through the weak and broken ones from the people of Israel but the rest of the people of Israel has the purpose and duty to gather all those falling ones and to strengthen them and to bring them back up on their feet for them to come back to their power for them to come back to their holiness and function and for them to become the next line of soldiers to redeem and to save the rest of the ones who for now are being called fallen but in the future to come there will be no one left behind and the maker of the universe will gather us from four wings of the universe to our homeland and everyone will find his place and home here established in the land of israel under the authority and kingship of Melech HaMashiach, the true Messiah, and not no false one, just the true one, the descendant of King David. That will reveal his kindness upon us in our days. Amen. Thank you so much. Sunday class is dedicated for the questions and answers. Bezat Hashem, that will be added by the Emunas Circle members only. Thank you so much for joining us through Zoom.
I would love to answer your questions. So for those of us that are older, it seems somehow that mastery of the Hebrew language is far away. And we don't want to be discouraged. So what can you say to encourage us? I will tell you a short story that once the Baal Shem Tov Akadosh, he heard from Shamaim from heaven, that there is one person that is praying in a higher way than him. And the Baal Shem Tov was very impressed and wanted to meet that person. He heard about a very holy, righteous man. The Baal Shem Tov knew about his power and his greatness. And he just wanted to meet a person that is praying in a higher level than him. He wanted to learn from him. So he drove and, and ride his chariot for hours, days, or weeks, whatever, came to that um, small motel, small, um, like a, a small, like, restaurant on the road, and he met a certain person over there. The person seemed like a very regular, casual person, didn't seem like a righteous man or a hidden righteous man, like there was no glow around him and the Baal Shem Tov had the eyes to see holiness and purity, but he could not see anything special about that person. After sitting in a corner and observing and looking at him, for a while he approached him and asked him, can you tell me, please, if you are davening, are you praying? So that person said, yes, of course, I am. I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm praying for sure. So I told him, can you please tell me what you do when you pray? Like the Baal Shem Tov was looking for a long time and couldn't see a thing. The person was a bit embarrassed. And then he told him, I'll tell you the truth. My parents were very poor and they never taught me how to read or write. The only thing I remember from school is how to pronounce the Hebrew Aleph Bet. I know how to say Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, till the end. Now, I know that in the Siddur book, he held the Siddur book with uh, shaking from, from fear from heaven, with great honor to that book. And I know that in that book, great prayers are written. But unfortunately, I never learned how to read them. So I'm holding the Siddur book, and I'm asking Hashem before my prayer, please, Hashem, you wrote those prayers, and you know their true intentions. They're all built from the Aleph bit. So I will say the Aleph bit, and you will compose from the Aleph bit all the prayers that are written in the Siddur. And then he will just put all his heart in saying the Aleph bit in the most correct way that he remembered and said Aleph, 
bet, gimel, dalet, till the end, till he said tough. And then his heart was quiet and he felt relieved, knew that the maker of the universe accepted his prayer and is making wonders with it. We're not meant to be genius. And I never said that we need to perfect our Hebrew skills and for us to be professional speakers of this language. But if we do want to speak the language that Hashem created the world in, we should learn Hebrew. And to learn Hebrew is not a heavy mission. Only your Yetzirah makes you think that it's hard. Every day you can dedicate three to five minutes to learn Hebrew and to repeat the same words over and over till you will learn them. Every day you can learn two new words. Today you can say Shalom and Lehitraot. Tomorrow you can say Toda and Bevakasha. Every day for five minutes say Toda Bevakasha, Toda Bevakasha, Toda Bevakasha. I promise you will never forget it. Each day learn two words, three day words max. After one week, you have 14 to 21 words in your pocket. How much it comes in a year? Hundreds of words a year. After five years like that, may Hashem lengthen all our days and years and lives. You're going to know the whole language and you'll be able to speak fluent Hebrew. The only reason that we are so lazy and stubborn not to start is because that we listen to our evil inclination that making every small thing seems as a gigantic mountain, as if to learn Hebrew is the hardest mission of them all. It's a piece of cake. If I know English, you can know Hebrew. I never learned English, not in school, only from TV, only from criminal people who taught me English. And then I started to teach with a broken Israeli English of mine, students that wanted to learn in Hebrew. So I had to translate Hebrew for them into English, for them to understand. And there I perfected my skills and reached to this very low level that I'm holding today. So if I was able to reach that low level of English with no skills, never spoke English at home, only from movies that I saw on TV as a child. And because that I spoke with people and practiced more and more over and over day after day, I perfected my English to this low level that I'm holding today. And I'm sure that you and anyone else in the crowd and as our followers will uh, be able to achieve much more than I and especially that the ones who are aiming to purify their ways, the maker is assisting them and helping them, and you will surely achieve the goals that you will set for yourself. If you will not back off and not give up. Amen.
Please, next question. Hello, Rodrigo. Hello, Mubaracha, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you so much. Things are well. I was listening from, uh, I, got, I got on late, so I was listening to the live on YouTube at two times speed, so I heard the class. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I have a question. So I'm recently in a relatively new endeavor over the past few months. I'm starting to get into building a financial planning practice for Hashem in Manhattan. Obviously, Israel, my heart is in Israel, and God willing, I, the plan is to make Aliyah at the right time. Um, I guess it's like, I, it's important that I, in order for the success of the business, it's important that I have the intention that I'm all in with the business right now. But how do I also balance that with, at the right time, I'm going to be making Aliyah? Like, if you have any advice for that. First of all, about the business, Rabbi Nachman of Breslau gave a very important um, advice about making business and not drowning into the world of business, world of illusions of business, of money-making. And he said that the intention of the person should always be, how will I make the most money that I can for me to give charity out of that money that should be the intention of the uh, intention of the person while he's aiming to make money that that money first of all will become charity and that is helping and saving you from drowning into the financial world of darkness and calamity that's one that's about money and business about the land of Israel, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, that was born in Ukraine and most his life traveled in that area of Ukraine, Russia, and Eastern Europe, he himself said that all his walks are all part of his journey to Eretz Israel. So you are on your journey. You need to go to Manhattan now, and then you need to go to Queens, and then you need to go to Brooklyn, and then you need to go upstate New York. All those travels of yours are all on your way to Eretz Israel, to the Holy Land of Israel. And even if it will take you five years or seven years or 10 years, it's not, it's not your decision to make. How long is the path? You saw that the maker extended the time of the people of Israel in the desert in extra 40 years when, when he thought and found it to be the right decision, the right thing for them. So we are in the hands of the maker, but our intention always in any step of the way is that we are walking towards Eretz Israel and Yerushalayim. I love it. I think that's exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, that the maker of the universe, he knows how to speak all the languages, all the languages and all the knowledge is, of course, not hidden from him. He is the source of all knowledge. But like that, you can live your life 
only drinking coffee and Coca-Cola, but the truth is that it's way less um, satisfying and healing as drinking pure water. You can live on, on Coke and, 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 and sodas and, and, and coffee and tea, but water is something else. So you can communicate and talk and also to pray in all languages. And of course that it's more important to pray in your language than not to pray at all in Hebrew. But there is a great difference between the Holy Land to other lands, to the true Torah, to false wisdoms, to foreign wisdoms, to new age modern wisdoms that has many fingerprints and 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 um, and filth covering them and they're not as cleansed and pure as the spirit of the maker himself that been dressed into the letters of the torah like heavens and earth difference so hebrew is just the language that the maker spoke when he created the world. Boreolam said the words in Hebrew and created the world. Hebrew is the language that the maker spoke with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And that was the common language in the world till the generation of Babylon Tower, when angels came down and sabotaged that tower and mixed the languages and each angel taught a group of people their new language and they went with those new languages and with those angels towards their new destiny back then and created their nations divided to their nationalities it's true that modern hebrew that we're using today is also a bit bent compared to the ancient biblical Hebrew, but people who speaks modern Hebrew for sure very easily can learn and relate to the ancient one. And all of our holy books are written in the holy and ancient one. So it's not far from us and it's not beyond our reach. It's like everything in this bookcase and in millions of other bookcases is written in the holy language of the Hebrews, the ancient one of them all. Thank you so much. I wish that uh, each class will be of 1,000 years um, for us to be able to pass the, the wisdom and the knowledge that we've been blessed with. And um, I can only, only with, with like from the most honest and sincere point of my heart, offer you all just to try to find more ways how to connect and reconnect yourselves to the truth, to the maker, and to the righteous ones who are spreading the true message of him out to the world. Everyone are welcome to join our Emuna Circle. You can find all the information at our website at emuna.com, E-M-U-N-A-H.com, and on all our social media outlets, Search for Ravdror, R-A-V-D-R-O-R, and um, and more to come. Hopefully tomorrow, 
um, 3 p.m. East, Eastern time, um, we'll have a live class as well, and on Tuesday as well, and on Wednesday as well. We have four live shows and classes a week and um, many other great surprises along the way. Thank you so much. I wish everyone to find their inner point and their center and balance while serving the maker, the hidden, the unseen maker. Um, the one that cannot be covered and plastered in any way, that you shall see his glory within you shining from within and you'll find the inner connection and true bonding to him through your own souls. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you.